You're listening to Ensemble, a podcast that creates learning experiences for the next generation of leaders and thinkers. My name's Sean Benolio, and I'm sitting down with thought leaders and experts to talk about today's trends and ideas that are shaping the future. Do you ever have that funny feeling that someone's not telling the truth? In today's mobile-hungry society, deciphering that truth is harder than you think. Likes, comments, and engagement rate are all seen as a measure of success and honesty on social media. Brands pay influencers billions of dollars to promote products they barely know, blurring the lines between truth and advertising. My guest today is someone who has built his business creating meaningful connections between creators and some of the top brands in the world. I'm talking with Adam Rivians, co-founder and chief strategy officer for Hashtag Paid, a creator media platform that bridges the gap between big brands and incredible creators. Adam, how you doing? I'm great, Sean. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. For those out there listening, we are at the Hashtag Paid HQ in Toronto. Nice to be here on a Saturday. Yes, indeed. Thanks for bringing me to the office on a Saturday morning, Sean. That is my pleasure. So today we are talking about the future of truth. We have a show coming up on December 4th, and we're doing a web exclusive here. We brought Adam in, who runs Hashtag Paid, a creator media platform to talk about truth, advertising, influencers, social media, and the impact that has on the future. So Adam, why don't you tell me how your business got started? Well... That story actually takes us back to 2013, when a close friend of mine from high school actually blew up on Instagram. Her name is Ronnie Friedman, and Ronnie was going through a difficult time in her life in 2013. She was unhappy in her skin, and she wanted to change her entire life around. So Ronnie committed to a fitness goal, and how she held herself accountable to that goal was by posting on Instagram. Every time she went to the gym, she shot a selfie. Every time she made a healthy meal, she shot a flat lane. Six months later, in the summer of 2013, she racked up over 100,000 followers. Brian, my co-founder, and I were blown away. We, we had no idea how a girl from the suburbs of Toronto could amass such a huge following on the internet in such a short period of time. So we started analyzing her feed. And what we realized was that because her mission was so genuine and her messaging was so authentic, it really resonated with people and they followed her. But even more so, they started asking her, what sports bra are you wearing? What blender are you using? What protein are you drinking? And Ronnie would endorse various products and services, driving awareness and ultimately sales for those brands without getting paid. And that's when Brian and I stepped in and said, there's got to be a better way. There needs to be a mutual benefit between these marketers, and our friend Ronnie. So we stepped in and we started brokering deals between Ronnie and her favorite brands. And that summer, we got her paid by some of her favorite brands and it validated our idea that marketers would pay social media users to produce content and distribute it. And best of all, what we realized was that her followers were asking her for product recommendations because they trusted her. And when we got in the mix and marketers started paying her for those recommendations, 
we realized that marketers also trusted her. The entire foundation of the influencer marketing industry was built on trust, the trust between marketers and influencers and influencers and their followers. But like Sean mentioned, as you flash forward from 2013 to 2018, that trust has been lost. Marketers have been quoted since mid-2018 in some of the largest publications coming out and saying that they no longer trust influencers to solve their most critical business objectives. They don't trust that influencers' followers are real. They don't trust the metrics like likes and comments to evaluate success. And they don't know how to scale their influencer marketing efforts. So that's why we created an evolution of influencer marketing that we call creator media. And that's the concept of working with creators, the professionals, not influencers, the amateurs, and buying them like media and reporting on them with true media metrics, which I'm sure I'll get into later. That's a very great story. So we're talking about the state of social media, where we are in today's landscape. A lot has changed. There's a lot going on. I want you to tell me how influencer marketing has evolved since you started and what are some of the challenges that you're seeing? Great question. That takes me to where I introduced creator media. Again, this concept of working with creators, the professionals who shoot high quality original content, who care about the brands that they work with, who are proud of their collaborations and keep them up on their feeds because they use their feed as a portfolio. And because of this authenticity and high quality content, that's why they have a following versus influencers who are manipulating the system. They're buying fake followers. They're using bots to increase their engagement rates just so that they can make a quick buck. So that's the idea of working with the creators, the professionals, not influencers, the amateurs. So really understanding the people that you're working with, their audience demographic information, uh, and, and validating that their followers are in fact real. That's one side of the equation and, and where we've uh, evolved as a company to not work with the influencers and focus on the creators. And second is buying and reporting like media. That being the biggest digital media channels, Google and Facebook. We've built our platform to look and feel similar to Facebook Ad Manager, where you input various targeting criteria in your brand and goals, brand objectives and goals, and we make it very simple to understand the value from each creator, who you're targeting, and then how to report on that, moving beyond likes and comments to the metrics that matter. If you're a brand marketer, we like you to think about the propensity to purchase metrics, brand lift, brand recall, increased web traffic, or increased store traffic. And if you're a performance marketer, we like you to think about the conversion, the actual sign up on your website, the download of your app, or the sale on your e-commerce page. And so that's how we've evolved as a company to offer creator media programs to our clients. That being said, how we're able to report on those metrics and another evolution to the industry that we've delivered to our customers is combining organic posts on a creator's feed with paid social media whitelisting, where we are able to buy paid social ads on the top networks, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and beyond, through the creator's handle. The majority of companies, they start their relationships with influencers, they get them to 
create a piece of content, they post it to their feed, and that's usually where it ends. We've taken it one step further where we analyze all of the organic posts that go out, identify the top performers, and extend their reach and targeting capabilities with this paid social whitelisting. And that's what we recommend to all of our partners and really all of the marketers listening, that you combine your organic and paid efforts, whether that's repurposing creator content on your own paid social ads or leveraging the creator's handle to whitelist the paid social buys through their account. And making just that one change, we've seen up to five times the performance when buying through a creator's handle and delivering their content to people outside of their following through Facebook and Instagram and beyond. So would you say that these metrics are proving to be a strong measure of trust between the brands and influencers? You're able to provide these metrics that can show not only that A, this campaign is working, but B, people actually are interested in the things that you're putting out there. Yes, every campaign is gonna have a different goal. Depending on the type of company we're working with, depending on the marketer's objective and which part of the funnel they are planning to work on, whether that's the top of the funnel awareness all the way through to the conversion at the bottom of the funnel, we're going to structure our programs differently. So at the top to middle of the funnel, we might leverage some of our partnerships, some third parties to run brand lift or perception lift studies in the middle of the funnel. So let's talk about that for a second, perception lift studies. Can you dig a little deeper in that? Yeah, so we work with a third party called Dig, uh, and they've allowed us to develop a a recreation of a social media feed. If you, if you think back to the Nielsen days, uh, content was tested in a black box environment. You'd sit on a computer, you'd look at photos on a screen, but didn't match the look and feel of the environment that it was going to be distributed in. With Dig, we are actually able to reproduce a social media feed, whether that's Facebook or Instagram. And our panelists, they connect their accounts and it automatically loads various content types that we are trying to test. So that might be the brand's in-house content versus their agency content versus the content produced by our creators. And we analyze how these panelists are engaging with the content. Are they stopping on certain pieces? Are they clicking and liking? Are they commenting? Are they scrolling back to revisit a post that they may have scrolled by? Uh, and we're able to understand how various content types are resonating with different audiences. And we can do this before, during, or after a campaign to inform a marketing team how they should be producing the content, how the messaging should be positioned, uh, what content types are working best with what audiences. And that can show a brand lift or a perception change when a panelist is exposed to creator's content versus uh, a traditional brand's content that they've made in-house. And so we give them those insights to really help them uh, decide and make those tough decisions on what content they're distributing, where, and to what audiences. So Adam, we've talked about the state of social media, and I want to get your understanding of how you think the idea of trust is evolving in influencer marketing. Well, as I mentioned, we've come up with this evolution of influencer marketing. We don't call ourselves at Hashtag Paid an influencer marketing agency or company. We've developed a creator media platform. Again, working with creators, not influencers, buying and reporting, with media metrics. 
And what creator media really is, is the solution to that problem that I mentioned marketers are coming out saying, which is that they no longer trust influencers to solve their critical business objectives. So you talked about those fluff metrics like likes and comments. What do you think the removal of likes from Instagram is doing to the perception of trust for marketers and advertisers? We were quite happy when Instagram representatives came out at Facebook F8 and said that they were going to test the removal of like of likes and comments to count the number. Uh, they were going to begin testing it in Canada. And that is a unique opportunity that we had to see how creators and marketers were responding to this. It also perfectly aligned with our narrative of moving beyond likes and comments and really tracking the metrics that matter. It aligned perfectly with our internal narrative and it really forced marketers to think outside the box, to start challenging themselves and thinking about what metrics really matter. CMOs, VPs of marketing, they don't give a shit about how many likes and comments a particular post gets. They wanna know that you're moving the needle forward on their critical business objectives. So when the like counts were removed in Canada, we actually immediately went to our creator network and ran a study uh, where we surveyed hundreds of creators and asked them how has the removal of the like count affected your engagement rates. And the research study is available on our website, hashtag paid.com. Uh, but the short run of it is that creators felt and, and we're seeing a, a drop in their engagement rates, which isn't lucrative for them really when organic is a huge component of how they earn a living by posting to their own feed and to their followers with Instagram lowering engagement rates on their organic posts. Uh, creators weren't happy with the change. We saw over 50% of the creators felt like their engagement rates were dropping, uh, which made them worried about their future ability to earn a living. That being said, we work with our creators and, and they know our stance on moving beyond likes and comments. So we worked with them to really push the needle forward and help marketers solve these business objectives by helping creators understand that likes and comments really aren't the end all be all and that they are providing far more value to marketers than they realize, whether that's the high quality content they produce, the organic following that they have, or the ability to buy these whitelisted ads through their handles. When you see companies align themselves with influencers to try and push for a more trustworthy perspective or perception of their business, companies like Patagonia, where conscious consumers want to align themselves with eco-friendly businesses or businesses that are pushing for sustainability. Do you think that you have an example of a company that has wrongly aligned themselves with an influencer? There's been maybe a mismatch where a company has tried and failed to put themselves in the good books, but maybe it hasn't translated so well. I mean, these examples have popped up every year since we started the company. One of the earliest examples was when, uh, I believe it was Alicia Keys was the spokesperson for BlackBerry. And she was caught posting a tweet that said, sent from my iPhone. 
So that was not an authentic collaboration. She was clearly using her iPhone, but the spokesperson for BlackBerry, and that did not go over well online, and it wasn't an authentic collaboration. Let's take it a step further. What do you think about Pepsi aligning themselves with Kendall Jenner on their big miss for that campaign? That was my second example. I think that their intention was good. I think trying to put themselves in the middle of a of a world issue, so to speak, or a cultural issue is, is common amongst brands. They like to often pick a side or have a, uh, a stance on an issue and, and really appeal to some section of their audience. It's often better to have an opinion than have no opinion. Uh, but I think they executed it terribly wrong. She was not the right person to deliver the message that they were hoping to deliver, and it obviously backfired. And that's that really ties to making sure that you're working with the right creator who's authentic to the brand and the messaging you're trying to deliver and whose audience is going to be receptive to that message. Clearly, they missed the mark. Definitely. Looking ahead for the next 5, 10, 15 years, what are your thoughts around the future of influencers and where trust will be developed in the industry? They are looking for a solution to the problem of trust, whether that's making sure that they're working with the right creators who have authentic audiences, who produce one-of-a-kind content, and who care about the collaborations that they produce, as well as forcing companies like Hashtag Pay to move the needle forward on reporting and actually deliver insights before, during, and after a campaign that really help solve critical business objectives, moving beyond the likes and comments and actually helping them convert uh, followers into customers. Uh, so it's moving across the funnel or down the funnel and, and, and moving away from just those awareness metrics and thinking about the metrics that matter most to your business. Sitting here with Adam Riviats of Hashtag Paid, we're talking about the future of truth, getting ready for our live show on December 4th at the We Global Learning Center, Ensemble X. If you head to EnsembleCo.com and enter the promo code PODX, you will save $10 off your ticket price. What are your thoughts around the future of influencers and where trust will be developed? I think it's up to the influencer or creator to make sure that they're following best practices in the industry, whether that's making sure that they are producing one-of-a-kind, high-quality content for the collaborations that they work on. It's not manipulating the system and buying fake followers or fake engagements to, again, manipulate their numbers and earn a quick buck. It's about being as professional as you can because the professionals are the ones who are going to have the long-term sustainability. We see people pop up each and every day they're getting collaborations today, but they're working with brands that have poor values that aren't necessarily aligned with their following and what their followers want to see. Uh, and they run the risk of A, losing their following, and B, not getting brand sponsorships in their future. So it's, it's diversifying the type of content you produce, making sure that the brands you work with, that you actually care about them and you're doing your best work, using things like mandatory disclosure in your posts and making sure that your followers are aware that you are promoting a product. These are all best practices that professional creators who are earning their living off of social media are following. And so I think that as more and more people are flocking towards social media and wanting to 
become influencers and creators, they need to really meet the bar uh, of what it is to be a professional creator. And for the longevity of the industry uh, and for trust to be built and maintained, it's about working with the people who care about the industry, who have that authentic following, who are producing the right content for the right audiences and tracking the metrics that matter. Marketers will stop investing if they don't see a return on their investment and it's up to companies like hashtag paid and, and others to validate that marketers dollars are being spent wisely and that they're seeing a return f on every dollar that they spend with creators, whether that's the content they produce, the organic following and distribution that they can access through creators uh, or the paid social uh, whitelisting ability to really deliver a mass reach advertisement through a trusted voice. And as we spoke about with the, the Ronnie story in the beginning, the entire foundation of the industry was built on trust. People want to be spoken to by people, even when it's an ad in their feed. So really being very considerate about the creators you're working with will help bring trust back to the industry. So we're talking about influencers and the future of truth here with Adam Riviets at Hashtag Paid. I want to know, do you have any influencers that you align with or that the brand aligns with? Of course. Uh, the first two that come to mind uh, are Canadians, fellow, fellow Canadians. Uh, we've got uh, Alan Palander, tremendous following, probably over 500,000 followers now when we started working with him. He had just a few thousand. He shoots some of the nicest content I've seen. It's such high quality. It rivals that of a creative agency. Uh, he's got the ideas. He's got the equipment. Uh, and he's worked for some of the top brands on planet Earth. I love looking at his cityscapes and, uh, and urban photography. The way he integrates brands into his feed is tremendous. It's authentic and it really resonates. He's, he's really owned the medium. He understands better than marketers how to talk to their target audiences with the content that he produces, with the way he crafts his captions. Uh, it, it really stays true to himself and how he posted prior to having hundreds of thousands of followers and working with as many brands as he does. So he's maintained his personal authenticity, but then he's still able to weave a brand's narrative into his posts seamlessly. Another favorite would have to be Anya B. She also posts tremendous content, is incredibly high quality. She's, she's lucky enough to uh, have a husband who is a professional videographer and photographer. Uh, so oftentimes we see them both on set or uh, working for a brand collaboration. And, and it's tremendous to see these relationships that uh, have become so prosperous for these creators where one of the individuals is in front of the camera, the other is behind the camera, and the, the value that they're able to create for themselves, their families, and the marketers that they work with is tremendous. Adam, I think we're almost done here. We've had a pretty good talk about truth, honesty, the industry, what's going on with social media, influencers, anything you want to add before we cap it off? The industry is constantly evolving. Our team, it's, it's our mission to solve the problem of trust in the influencer marketing industry. We're doing that by delivering creator media, the idea and concept of working with creators, not influencers, buying it and reporting it with the metrics that matter. Uh, and 
with all these constant changes, our team has to be abreast of all of the changes and what the newest and best tactics are. So if you're looking for, for more strategies beyond this podcast, feel free to check out the hashtag paid website, read our blog, follow us on Instagram at hashtag paid. And follow me at the Kid Riv. So Adam, thanks for coming to the podcast. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I'm sure we'll see you in the future. And for all those listening, it's been another edition of Ensemble. We'll see you at the Future of Truth, December 4th. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information on this topic or more like this, head to EnsembleCo.com. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. 